ओम साई राम ओम साई नमो नमः श्री साई नमो नमः जय जय साई नमो नमः सदगुरु साई नमो नमः ओम साई राम by the grace of baba's blessings i have been given this opportunity to read the sai sat charitra for all of you om sai ram today we'll be reading chapter number 6 ram navmi festival and masjid repairs efficacy of the touch of guru's hand ram navmi festival its origin transformation etc repairs to the masjid Before describing Ram Navmi festival and masjid repairs the author makes some preliminary remarks about Satguru as follows Efficacy of the touch of guru's hand Where real or satguru is the helmsman he is sure to carry us safely and easily beyond the worldly ocean The word satguru brings to mind Sai Baba he appears to me as if standing before me and applying odi sacred ashes to my forehead and placing his hand of blessings on my head Then joy fills my heart and love overflows through my eyes. Wonderful is the power of the touch of Guru's hand. The subtle body, consisting of thoughts and desires, which cannot be burnt by the world dissolving fire, is destroyed by the mere touch of the Guru's hand, and the sins of many past births are cleaned and washed away. Even the speech of those whose heads feel annoyed when they hear religious and godly talks attains calmness. The seeing of Sai Baba's handsome form chokes our throat with joy, makes the eyes overflowing with tears, and overwhelms the heart with emotions. It awakens in us, "I am He, Brahman." Consciousness manifests the joy of self-realization, and dissolving the distinction of "I" and "Thou," then and there, makes us one with the supreme, one reality. When I begin to read scriptures at every step I am reminded of my Sadguru and Sai Baba assumes the form of Rama or Krishna and makes me listen to his life for instance when I sit to listen to Bhagwat Sai becomes Krishna from top to toe and I think he sings the Bhagwat or Uddhava Gita song of teachings by Lord Shri Krishna to his disciple Uddhava for the welfare of the devotees when i begin to chit chat i am at once put in mind of sai stories for enabling me to give suitable illustrations when i myself start to write anything i cannot compose a few words or sentences but when he of his own accord makes me write i go on writing and writing and there is no end to it when the disciples egoism props up he presses it down with his hand and giving him his own power makes him gain his object and thus satisfies and blesses him if anyone prostrates before sai and surrenders heart and soul to him then unsolicited all the chief objects of life that is dharma righteousness artha wealth kama desire and moksha deliverance are easily and unsolicitedly attained four paths namely of karma jnana yoga and bhakti lead us separately to god of these the path of bhakti is thorny and full of pits and ditches and thus difficult to traverse but if you relying on your sadguru avoid the pits and thorns and walk straight it will take you to the destination god so says definitely sai baba after philosophizing about the self existent brahman his power maya to create this world and the world created and stating that all these three are ultimately one and the same the author quotes sai baba's words guaranteeing the welfare of the bhaktas there will never be any dearth 
or scarcity regarding food and clothes in any devotee's homes, it is my special characteristic that I always look to and provide for the welfare of those devotees who worship me wholeheartedly with their minds ever fixed on me. Lord Krishna has also said the same in the Gita. Therefore, strive not much for food and clothes. If you want anything, beg of the Lord, leave worldly honors, try to get Lord's grace and blessings and be honored in His court. Do not be deluded by worldly honor. The form of the deity should be firmly fixed in the mind. Let all the senses and mind be ever devoted to the worship of the Lord. Let there be no attraction for any other thing. Fix the mind in remembering me always so that it will not wander elsewhere toward body, wealth and home. Then it will be calm, peaceful and carefree. This is the sign of the mind being well engaged in good company. If the mind is vagrant, it cannot be called well merged. After quoting these words, the author goes on to relate the story of Ram Navmi festival in Shirdi. As Ram Navmi is the greatest festival celebrated at Shirdi, another fuller account as published in Sai Leela magazine of 1925 page 197 is also referred to and a summary of the festival as related in both these accounts is attempted here. Origin one Mr. Gopal Raugund was a circle inspector at Kopargaon. He was a great devotee of Baba. He had three wives but had no issue. With Sai Baba's blessings, a son was born to him. In the joy that he felt regarding the event, an idea of celebrating a fair or urus occurred to him in the year 1897 and he placed it for consideration before other Shirdi devotees that is Tatya Patil, Dada Kote Patil and Madhavrao Deshpande Shama. They all approved of the idea and got Sai Baba's permission and blessings. Then an application for getting the collector's sanction for celebrating the Urus was made. But as the village Kulkarni reported against holding the fair, the sanction was refused. But as Sai Baba had blessed it, they tried again and ultimately succeeded in getting the collector's sanction. The day of the Urus was fixed on the Ram Navmi day after having consultation with Sai Baba. It seems he had some end in view in this, namely the unification of the two fairs of festivals, the Urus and the Ram Navmi and the unification of the two communities, the Hindus and the Mohammedans. As future events showed, this end or object was achieved. Though the permission was obtained, but other difficulties cropped up. Shirdi was a village and there was scarcity of water. There were two wells in the village. The one in use dried up soon and the water from the second was brackish. This brackish water was turned into sweet one by Sai Baba by throwing flowers into it. The water of this well was insufficient, so Tatya Patil had to arrange to get water from a well by fixing moats, that's leather sacks, thereon at a considerable distance. Then temporary shops had to be constructed and wrestling bouts arranged. Gopal Rao Gund had a friend by the name of Damu Annakasar of Ahmadnagar. He also was similarly unhappy in the matter of progeny, though he married two wives. He too was blessed by Sai Baba with sons and Mr. Gund prevailed upon his friend to prepare and supply one simple flag for the procession of the fair. He also succeeded in inducing Mr. Nana Sahib Nimunkar to supply another embroidered flag. Both these flags were taken in procession through the village and finally fixed at the two ends or corners of the masjid which is called by Sai Baba as Dwarkamai. This is being done even now. The Sandal Procession There was another procession which was started in this fair. This idea of a sandal procession originated with one Mr. Amir Shakar Dalal, a Mohammedan Bhakta from Korhla, 
This procession is held in honor of great Muslim saints. Sandal that is chandan paste and scrapings are put in a thali of flat dishes and these are carried with incense burning before them in procession to the accompaniment of the band and music through the village and then after returning to the masjid the contents of the dishes are thrown on the nimbar niche and walls of the masjid with hands this work was managed by mr amir shakar for the first 3 years and then afterwards by his wife so on one day the two processions the flags by the hindus and that of sandal by the muslims went on side by side and are still going on without any hitch arrangement This day was very dear and sacred to the devotees of Sai Baba. Most of them turned out on the occasion and took a leading part in the management of the fair. Tatya Kote Patil looked to all outward affairs while the internal management was entirely left to one Radha Krishna Mai, a female devotee of Baba. Her residence was full of guests on the occasion and she had to look to their needs and also to arrange for all the paraphernalia of the fair. Another work which she willingly did was to wash out and clean and whitewash the entire masjid, its walls and floor which were blackened and were full of soot on account of the ever burning dhuni sacred fire of Sai Baba. This work she did during the night when Sai Baba went to sleep every alternate day in the chavadi. She had to take out all the things including even the dhuni and after thorough cleaning and whitewashing replaced them as they were before feeding the poor which was so dear to sai baba was also a great item in this fair for this purpose cooking on a grand scale and preparing very sweet dishes was done in radha krishna mai's lodging and various rich and wealthy devotees took a leading part in this affair transformation of urus into ram navmi festival things were going on in this way and the fair was gradually increasing in importance till 1912 ad when a change took place that year one devotee mr krishna rao jageshwar bhisma the author of the pamphlet sai sagunopasana came for the fair with dada saheb kharpade of amravati and was staying on the previous day in the dikshitwara while he was lying on the veranda and while mr lakshman rao alias kaka mahajini was going down with puja materials to the masjid a new thought arose in his mind and he accosted the latter thus there is some providential arrangement in the fact that the urus of fair is celebrated in shirdi on the ram navmi day This day is very dear to all Hindus. Then why not begin the Ram Navmi festival, the celebration of the birth of Sri Ram, here on this day? Kaka Mahajani liked the idea, and it was arranged to get Baba's permission in this matter. The main difficulty was how to secure a Haridas who would perform kirtan and sing the glories of the Lord on the occasion. But Bhishma solved the difficulty by saying that his Rama Akhyan, composition of Rama's birth. was ready and he would do the kirtan himself while kaka mahajini should play the on the harmonium it was also arranged to get the sunthavada ginger powder mixed with sugar as prasad prepared by radha krishna mai so they immediately went to the masjid to get baba's permission baba who knew all things and what was passing there asked mahajini as to what was going on in the wada being rather perturbed mahajini could not catch the purport of the question and remained silent Then Baba asked Bhishma what he had to say. He explained the idea of celebrating Ram Navmi festival and asked for Baba's permission and Baba gladly gave it. All rejoiced and made preparations for the Jayanti festival. Next day, 
The masjid was decorated with buntings, etc. A cradle was supplied by Radha Krishna Mai and placed in front of Baba's seat. And the proceedings started. Bhishma stood up for the kirtan and Mahajani played on the harmonium. Sai Baba sent a man to call Mahajani. He was hesitating to go, doubting whether Baba would allow the festival to go on. But when he went to Baba, the latter asked him as to what was going on and why the cradle was placed there. He answered that the Ramnami festival had commenced and the cradle was put there for that purpose. Then Baba took a garland from the nimbar niche and placed it around his neck and sent another garland for Bhishma. Then commenced the Kirtan. When it came to a close, pound sounds of victory to Rama went up and gulal, that is red powder, was thrown up all around amidst band and music. Everybody was overjoyed when suddenly roaring was heard. The red powder thrown promiscuously all around went up, somehow entered Baba's eyes. Baba got wild and began to scold and abuse loudly. People got frightened by the scene and took to their heels. Those intimate devotees who knew Baba well took the scoldings and outpourings of Baba as blessings in disguise. They thought that when Rama was born, it was proper for Baba to get wild and enraged to kill Ravana and his demons in the form of egoism and wicked thoughts, etc. Besides, they knew that whenever a new thing was undertaken at Shirdi, it was usual with Baba to get wild and angry. And so they kept quiet. Radha Krishna Mai was rather afraid and thought that Baba might break her cradle. And she asked Mahajani to get the cradle back. When he went to loosen and unfasten the cradle, Baba went to him and asked him not to remove it. Then after some time, Baba became calm and that day's program including Mahapuja and Aarti was finished. Later on, Mr. Mahajani asked Baba for permission to remove the cradle. Baba refused the same, saying that the festival was not yet finished. Next day, another kirtan and Gopal Kala ceremony, an earthen pot containing parched rice mixed with curds, is hung, only to be broken after the kirtan, and the contents distributed to all, as was done by Lord Krishna amongst his cowherd friends, were performed, and then Baba allowed the cradle to be removed. While the Ramnami festival was thus going on, the procession of the two flags by day and that of the sandal by night went off with the usual pomp and show. From this time onwards, the Urus of Baba was transformed into the Ramnami festival. From next year, 1913, the items in the program of Ramnavmi began to increase. Radha Krishna Mai started a Nam Sapta singing the glory of God's name continuously day and night for seven days. From 1st of Chaitra. For this, all devotees took part by turns and she also joined it, sometimes early in the morning. As Ramnami festival is celebrated in many places all over the country, the difficulty of getting a Haridas was felt again. But five or six days before the festival, Mahajani met accidentally Balabhuva Mali, who was known as modern Tukaram, and got him to do the Kirtan that year. The next year, 1914, another Balabhuva Satarkar of Brishad Siddhak Kavate district Satara could not act as a Haridas in his own town as plague was prevailing in his town. So he came to Shirdi. With Baba's permission, which was secured through Kaka Shahib Dixit, he did the Kirtan and was sufficiently recompensed for his labor. The difficulty of getting a new Haridas every year was finally solved from 1914 by Sai Baba as he entrusted this function to Das Kanu Maharaj permanently. And since that time, he has been successfully and creditably conducting that function up till now. Since 1912, this festival began to grow gradually year by year. 
From the 8th to 12th of Chaitra, Shirdi looked like a beehive of men. Shops began to increase, celebrated wrestlers took part in wrestling bouts. Feeding of the poor was done on a grander scale. Hard work and sincere efforts of Radha Krishna Mai turned Shirdi into a sansthan, a state. Paraphernalia increased, a beautiful horse, a palanquin, chariot and many silver things, pots, buckets, pictures, mirrors etc. were presented. Elephants were also sent for the procession. Though all this paraphernalia increased enormously, Sai Baba ignored all these things and maintained his simplicity as before. It is to be noted that both the Hindus and Mohammedans have been working in unison in both the processions and during the entire festival there has been no hitch or quarrel between them at all so far. First about 5,000 to 7,000 people used to collect but that figure went up to 75,000 in some years. Still there was no outbreak of any epidemic or any riots worth the name during so many past years. Repairs to the Masjid Another important idea occurred to Gopal Gund. Just as he started the Urus affair, he thought that he should put the masjid in order. So in order to carry out the repairs, he collected stones and got them dressed. But this work was not assigned to him. This was reserved for Nana Sahib Chandurkar and the pavement work for Kaka Sahib Dikshit. First, Baba was unwilling to allow them to have these works done. But with the intervention of Mahal Sapati, a local devotee of Baba, his permission was secured. When the pavement was completed in one night in the masjid, Baba took a small gadi for his seat, discarding the usual piece of sackcloth used till then. In 1911, the Sabha Mandap courtyard was also put in order with great labor and effort. The open space in front of the masjid was very small and inconvenient. Kaka Sahib Dikshit wanted to extend it and put on it a roofing. At great expense, he got iron posts and pillars and trusses and started the work. At night, all the devotees worked hard and fixed the posts. But Baba, when he returned from Chavri next morning, uprooted them all and threw them out. Once it so happened that Baba got very excited, caught a pole with one hand and began to shake and uproot it. And with the other hand, caught the neck of Tatya Patil. He took by force Tatya's feta, struck a match, set it on fire and threw it in a pit. At that time, Baba's eyes flashed like burning embers. None dared to look at him. All got terribly frightened. Baba took out a rupee from his pocket and threw it there as if it were an offering on an auspicious occasion. Tatya also was much frightened. None knew what was going to happen to Tatya and none dared to interfere. Bhagoji Shinde, the leper devotee of Baba, made a little boldly advance, but he was pushed out by Baba. Madhavrao was also similarly treated, he being pelted with brick pieces. So all those who went to intercede were similarly dealt with. But after some time, Baba's anger cooled down. He sent for a shopkeeper, got from him an embroidered feta and himself tied it on Tatya's head, as if he was being given a special honour. All the people were wonderstruck to see the strange behavior of Baba. They were at a loss to know what enraged Baba so suddenly and what led him to assault Tatya Patil and why his anger cooled down the next moment. Baba was sometimes very calm and quiet and talked sweet things with love, but soon after, with or without any pretext, got enraged. Many such incidents may be related, but I do not know which to choose and which to omit. I therefore refer to them as they occur to me. In the next chapter, the question whether Baba was a Hindu or a Mohammedan will be taken up. 
and his yogic practices and powers and other matters will be dealt with. Bow to Sri Sai. Peace be to all. Om Sai Ram. Footnotes for Chapter 6. The first one, Uru's celebrations are made at the tombs of Muslim holy men. It is surprising that how Mr. Gun, a Hindu, got this idea. Footnote number 2, District Magistrate. Since he is responsible for the collection of land revenues, he is also called the collector. Number 3. Jayanti, birthday of Lord Rama. I humbly request Sai Baba to please forgive me for any mistake that I might have made during the reading of this chapter. Om Sai Ram.